Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right, and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis. And I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world. Enjoy! We have a very special guest with us today. She's written five books, and uh, she speaks at churches and conferences. And most importantly, she's our friend, Nicole Marbach. We can't wait for you to hear her story. Her testimony of overcoming bipolar disorder, PTSD, suicide attempts, panic attacks, alcoholism, self-injury, and other addictions has given her a passion to minister to hurting people. She loves to teach people that Jesus paid the price for their healing, and she likes to encourage them to never give up hope on the promises of God. So listen in as we have an enlightening conversation about mental health and the grace of God. Hi, Nicole. I'm so glad that we're talking with you today. (laughs) Hi, Rick and Judy. I'm excited to be here with you today. Our special guest on our podcast today, we are so thankful that you're taking some time to talk with us about this topic. It's a really uh, big topic. I think a lot of people can relate to it. That's the, the mental health and healing and the love of God, you know, how that, that kind of works together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're somebody that um, I, I really mean it when I say I'm excited to be talking with you on the phone because we love <laughs> you. We love being around you. We love talking yeah. with you. You just, you light up a room. Uh, you, you make everybody feel. Uh, Included. That, yeah. And Included. everything. Yeah. You, you, just, uh, you, you, uh, you, you, you bring the savor, the the, the aroma of, of of Christ in heaven wherever you go. So, so it's I'm just smiling as I'm talking with you because I just love <laughs> talking with you so much, and and I know everybody listening is 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 going to fall in love with you. Um, and, and so being that way, here you are, this person that that everybody loves, people are drawn to you. You uh, you you have this positive vibe. You light up a room. You're very very fun loving. Um, you, we know that you love love your coffee and everything. But here you are, and you have you and you have a history that nobody that that meets you would ever guess that you had, right? Yes. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your story and like just how you yes. came to get diagnosed with a mental health disorder? Yes, and first of all, I want to say I love you guys, and that's how I feel about you. You guys ooze Jesus wherever you go. So, um, but yes, I whenever I can brag on Jesus, I'm going to do it. So, so basically, um, I grew up in a very chaotic uh, household that was, you know, just filled with, you know, drugs and alcohol and basically two parents that didn't know their identity in Christ and, and, and one still still doesn't know God. My my mother has passed on, but they they did not know who they were in Christ and they didn't love each other. The only reason they got married is because my mom was pregnant with me. So there was just um, so much uh, chaos going on as a child that um, I, I 
you know, there was verbal, physical, and sexual abuse by my father and by my stepfather. Eventually, they, my parents had gotten divorced, and my mom married a stepfather who was very legalistic. And um, he's the one who brought us to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> God worked wow. all things together for the for the good. So um, I remember him, you know, bringing us to church. And he was a different guy in church than he was at home. At home, he just would pick on me. He really couldn't stand me. And my father also uh had a girlfriend for many years. They eventually married my stepmother who didn't want kids and just really felt like we were a burden. So I started developing these lies as a child of just being un unworthy, abnormal, like there's something wrong with me and that I was defective in, and just, just a burden in life. And so that carried on, and be, and my dad, he used fear as a tactic to get us to obey him. So I was afraid of my father and afraid of making a mistake, which brought me into a state of perfectionism for a lot of my life as well. But I I was petrified of him. So basically, as a young child in this environment, I anxiety is all I knew and I didn't understand peace like anxiety became my constant companion and so um you know and and then they had they ended up having joint custody so we would go back and forth to each home and and just you know it didn't matter which home I was in I didn't feel safe and so I started, um, as a child, I hated myself so much that I started self-injuring because it was easier for me to feel the physical pain than the emotional pain I was feeling. Yeah. And then as a teenager, I found alcohol and became a binge-drinking alcoholic uh, for many years. And And so... Um, that continued, and I, I actually did go to college. I was a very fast runner, and I loved sports. And I always tell people, I think it's because I used to love to run away from everything. I was a really fast sprinter. So, um, but that that is actually where I met my husband. And I will say this: when I was a young young girl. And I became born again, and I think it was about the age of ten. I had prayed that for the for the right husband someday and and that prayer was answered when I met my husband Claude, and yesterday we celebrated thirty years of marriage. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but i I met him, and he started showing me love that I never knew before. But I hadn't dealt with all the lies and the trauma of the past. And so no matter how much he would love me, I had trouble receiving. I felt like someday he would uh, reject me. And I just, I felt that way towards so many people as well. I just, I had a hard time, you know, just understanding my worth and value and really didn't know who I was in Christ or that Christ was in me at, at, at the time. And so my life fell apart. And I'll 
um, you know, just give you a couple more minutes, but basically my, we, we had three beautiful children and then my life, I couldn't hold in everything that I was holding in anymore. And my life completely fell apart after the birth of my third child. And I just, you know, started having flashbacks of sexual abuse from when I was a child, and I didn't know what to do with that because nobody protected me, and yet I wanted my kids to have a life that I didn't have, and I was I became very overprotective and just didn't understand how that was allowed to happen. And at the time, I probably thought God allowed it to happen too, but God never allows or causes any abuse that we endure. He's a loving father. That was never his heart. Uh, we live in a fallen world, and there's free will, unfortunately, um, which can be very destructive, but that was never God's heart. So I, I never knew the the true nature of God. But fast forward, basically, what had happened when my life fell apart is that I started self-injuring. I ended up in psych wards. I ended up getting drunk. I just, you know, was completely addicted to, to cutting myself and cutting my wrist. And just was, I went from somebody who was constantly doing things to like a fetal position on the couch at wow. home. And wow. so... When I started cutting myself again, I was, you know, taken to the psych ward for the first time, and and then there were many other times, and I was diagnosed with bi bipolar disorder, PTSD, anxiety disorder, uh, borderline personality traits, and maybe some others that I forgot about at this point. But when they mm -hmm. told me these diagnoses, that became my identity. Wow. And so, yes, that's what I believed about myself. And I will just tell you that a lot of times when people are diagnosed with a mental illness, um, people are afraid of them. They treat them less than. Mm -hmm. And that's right. what I endured. I was considered an outcast in my neighborhood when word got out with the same people that would, you know, invite me over or invite my kids over. They just um, didn't have anything to do with me because I was considered an outcast at the time, which really solidified the lies that I was believing that I was unworthy of love and that there was something wrong with me. And so... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, with those kind of ideas, it's a it's a miracle. It really is a miracle that anyone could can come out of of that because it's it's that those false identities are just solidified over and over and over In again. So many different ways. Yeah. 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 But yeah. continue on. Well, I will I will get to the good part <laughs> um, <laughs> because there's just so many you know. Um, things I could say about negative experience I had. And, and honestly, it is a miracle. I, I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, slitting my wrist and getting stitches and overdosing on pills and trying to commit suicide and feeling 
so much shame and guilt because I loved my kids so much, but I didn't know how to be well. And so I'll just say right off the bat, God heals families. That's what I will say. And um, he's He's healed mine, and he continues to to heal my family. But I had some women. I started going to a Christian recovery group, and they started sharing truth with me. And one of them was a psychiatric nurse. So because I knew that she was a psychiatric nurse, I trusted her. But when I told her, hey, I was diagnosed with this and this and this and this and this, and you know it's incurable, right? I expected her, I had written her an email, I expected her to come back to me and say, yeah, I know it's incurable, I'll be praying for you. But instead, she said, with God, all things are possible. And she Mm -hmm. said, you know, the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And I just, there was something in me that just, and I had a lot of people praying for me as well. And I just really believe in that moment, I was ready to receive. And I'll just say this. These two women that were in my life were showing me the love of Christ. And they had something that I wanted. I could see their, that they're just, they love Jesus, but, but they were reflecting God's love back to me. No matter, in, no matter what state I was in and, and what dark things I, I would say to them. So when she told me that, I really trusted her and it just, there was a switch in my mind of going, you know, hey, all of these labels that I've been diagnosed with, that's not my true identity. My true identity is a precious and loved child of God. And I don't have to believe those lies anymore that tell me that I'm less than, that I'm an outcast, that I'm mm-hmm. worthless, you know. Um, and and so that was, that was a huge moment and, and revelation in my life. And it's been over, uh, it's been 16 years uh, since that time. And so basically in that time of 16 years, I've been continually, you know, just growing in God's love and grace. And I, you know, I've never been back to the psych ward. I was on a bunch of uh, psychiatric drugs and, and I'm off all of them. Thank you, Jesus. Um, And just so many other things that the addictions broke off, the self-injury broke off, and the list goes on. But I'm continually growing in the love and grace of God every day, and it's not something we ever graduate from. Right. <laughs> so, right. 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 Yeah, because there's so much, so much more love that God has to show, wants to show to it. So, he, he's so big. He, he is love. And he's so yeah. eternally big, uh, we just get to keep on receiving and knowing more about it uh, forever, I, I yeah. suppose. That, that's right. Go ahead. I was just going to say that the, the acceptance and approval I was looking for in my life for all those years, because I never found it in childhood, I, I found it in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so good because you know, really, that's that, that's universal to anybody who 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 finds him and who and who experiences that love. It heals. Uh, it begins a healing of whatever needs to be healed. Yeah. And we all we all have varying degrees of things within our yeah. minds and in our souls, even. And uh, uh, and this is so encouraging because there's no there's no pit that's too deep. There's there's no yes. uh, diagnosis <laughs> that there's no diagnosis that is incurable at all. With God, all things are possible. I love that. Yeah, that's Nicole, right. I don't, know, I don't know if you know this, but I was uh, put in a psych ward as well when I was 25, and I was told that I would mm. be in and out of institutions for the rest of my life. And the diagnosis yeah. they gave me was schizophrenia, and I was on the psych drugs and all that. But, like, I remember um, during that time there was a – a Christian, I guess, in the psych ward with me, telling me that God loved me just like I was. And I was so uh, horrified <laughs> by that um, statement because I thought that God loving me like I was meant that I was going to stay like I was. And that has not been the truth uh, in my life. Uh, I think I went through a lot more struggle after that because I was sort of resistant to that idea. But isn't it funny how the very thing that I resisted is the very thing that heals, is that being loved exactly like you are doesn't leave you in a state of uh, shame or or you know, uh, anguish, mental anguish or, or suicidal, it actually, like you said, it falls off. It comes off gradually, you know, over time and and as you renew your mind to the truth. Is that yes. is that kind of how you see it as well? Yes, yes. I I um and by the way, thank you for sharing your story. You got to you, you got to get that out. <laughs> a lot more people need to hear it. I mean, because a lot of people, I mean, there I can't tell you how many times people come up to me and they say you're the only person I know of that was healed of such a bipolar disorder, et cetera. Well, there's yeah. more testimonies out there. And we yeah. and we need to to get that out because some people think you know yeah you know Jesus healed you know all everything physical but mental illness no it always comes back you know it's too it's too hard for Jesus well it's a yeah. piece of cake for Jesus so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but but I I would say for myself um, you know I I um, I just I I had heard that God picked and chose who he would heal. And so for myself I'm like, well, how I definitely don't qualify for healing because I'm yeah. sitting there getting drunk and cutting myself like God's surely not going to heal me. And yeah. so I think, you know, when you hear you know, in some ways thinking that you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it causes a lot of fear and torment because, you know, I, I actually did a conference with my church at the time who didn't believe in healing, but mm-hmm. basically I said, you know, 
the the serenity prayer, you know, grant me the I forgot what it is. <laughs> accept the things I cannot change. Yes. Accept the things I I cannot change. Or change the things I can. Accept the things I cannot change. And the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, I know it well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to recite that all the time, but I, I spent so long I, I forgot about it. And so I I I basically told people God gave me bipolar disorder as a thorn in my flesh so that I could give him glory. But I'm thinking, how could a loving God give a mind-tormenting disease that makes you want to kill yourself um, to anyone? Like, I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe a broken arm. Yeah, I can see that. But Which, that is not God, by the way. He doesn't give sickness at all. He's the healer, and healing is a finished work and belongs to all of us. Thank you, Jesus, um, which is a revelation I, I got later on, that he doesn't pick and choose. Jesus qualified us for yeah, yeah. everything. You know, we just say, thank you, Jesus, and receive that that gift and appropriate it. But when I got the revelation that see, I would beg God to be healed. I I didn't believe in healing, but I would beg for peace. I would cry my eyes out, and and even though I was believing God lies, God was loving on me during those times, and He would come and comfort me. But I realized when some people shared truth with me that it wasn't God withholding from me. It was the lie. I didn't understand. I had some barriers in my mind from receiving everything that he had for me. And when I realized that Jesus went to the cross to provide healing and forgiveness and the gift of righteousness to all of us, that caused me to receive his love effortlessly and to fall deeper in love with him. And it's been life-changing ever since. I love that. It, it, everything seems to funnel down to that love of God. It's caused me to believe that that we were all made to be loved by God. Yeah. And you know, things messed up by fall. And when we're and when we don't know that love, it's like we're a bird without wings. We're just not complete. We're just not how we were. Uh, we're not fulfilled for one thing. And that yeah. love, it, it fulfills. Uh, everything, you know, your your story. I'm just, I can almost feel the hopelessness of having having those diagnoses, and then and then be told that it's in, it's not curable, and and it's tormenting you, and to think that that you would have to live out your life without any chance of getting any better. It just, mm-hmm. it, it's it's painful to me just thinking about that. It's horrible, but the, I. This is what we want people to know and to hear, Nicole, is, is your story is beautiful because it, what you, what you received from God was not just, um, a one-off. It wasn't just because maybe God chose you and you were special and one in a million right. to, be, to be well. It's that love that heals. It's the, it's the, it's the knowledge of God that heals whatever needs to be healed. And, uh, uh, yeah. What, what would you say to someone uh, maybe listening to this now, and they're they're dealing with their own uh, personal mental health challenges? Uh, you know, what's 
I know that's that's kind of a broad question, <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, does anything come to mind that you would um, recommend? Or, or, yes, or I well, I, I'll say this first because I was thinking about this when when we were talking, and and I I heard. Um, a survey one time, they surveyed uh, people in mental institutions and asked them if they thought God was mad at them, and 99% of the people said yes. yes. And so I would share, and that was me, because I yes. would hear sermons that, you know, that pushed the law or the Ten Commandments, you have to do this, or God will, and I'm thinking, I can't live up to that. God's mad at me every time I would cut, every time I would get drunk, every time I would get angry. You know, I thought that God was out to get me, you know, like my British grandmother who used to, you know, hit us with a wooden spoon when we would jump on the bed. <laughs> so yeah. I, I want to share first and foremost that God is not mad at you. He loves you and he will continue to pursue you with his love and truth. And you are not an outcast. You are not less than. God understands, um, for a lot of us, the trauma that we have gone through and the things that have caused a mental breakdown. And he has nothing but love and compassion for you. But the good news is he has healing. Because when Jesus had compassion on people, it says, when he was on the earth, he, 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 he healed them. And so healing belongs to you, and I would just encourage you to get help if you need help. Um, for me personally, there are some very good Christian counselors out there that can help people in their journey. There are uh, many uh, good news messages on God's love and grace. There are uh, many resources out there and books and you know, I've even written a book called Hold On to Hope and Hold On to Love and Hold On to Truth to, to try to help people um, identify some of the lies that come in with trauma and, and to see, you know, how loved they are. And, and just meditate on, uh, get some scriptures that talk about God's love for you, his righteousness, your your identity. In, in Christ, and, and it, it will help you tremendously in your journey. Yes, I was going to say because a lot of times people who've experienced trauma or that kind of chaotic upbringing, they don't know love. Like, they don't have an experience yeah. of, love, like, human love, much less God's love. So it's it's sort of making room for there to be a love they've never experienced before. Because if you just go by your own experience, it's very limited. But if you can open your heart and your mind to the concept of God's love, which is so much more superior than yes, humans. It's a perfect love because he makes no demands on us. Yeah. He doesn't love us if we stop hurting ourselves. We stop you know, breaking the rules. And he, he, like Nicole said, like you said, Nicole, it, he loved you the whole, he was loving you the whole time. And, uh, yeah. I, I know, I'm sure as you look back on it, you can see how he was loving you. Another point too is that, I know Judy, I hear her, she, she plays this song a lot. I hear it in the car when she, uh, it's something about, uh, I will send down an army 
Oh, Lauren Daigle, yeah. Rescue. Rescue. And, uh, and I was thinking of that, you know, because your story, you had a couple of Christian women that were in your life that helped you in that. And while you were in the middle of such a dark place, these people <laughs> came into your life. And it's like, I always think of yeah. when I hear stories like that, I think that that's, that's part of God's army. He's got, he's got, a, he's got people out there. He's got the, the connect, he's got whatever it is we need. And yeah. even like what you're saying, like there is truth out there, but there's there's not just one way that God's going to reach you. He's going to reach That's you right in circumstances right. in your own area. It's not like you have to purchase this, you know, perfect recovery, you know, program and go through it to get healing. He's he's meeting you where you're at, right? Wouldn't you say that? Oh, 100%. And a lot of times people will come to me or they will send their loved ones and they're looking for a formula. And I can't give them a formula. All I can do is just point them to Jesus and to develop their own relationship with Jesus and just ask God for help. Ask God for wisdom. Ask him how he sees you. And and also, Mm -hmm. like you said, it is the body of Christ is very important because these people at, at this church, it wasn't just the women, it, it, it was numerous people. I would actually tell them, you can reject me now. It's okay. Like, I, I know you're going to reject me, and they never did. And they just it's continued like to love them. on me, wow. even when they like didn't were, know what to do with me. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew it, what it, to do with it, me. Almost like you were waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, this can't be... I was actually on the phone with my pastor's wife who became one of my best friends and I had blood pouring from cutting myself and I was drunk and she knew it. And I, I actually said, at the, I said, she called me and she knew about it and they were going to get ready to take me to the psych ward. But I said, you can go ahead and reject me now. You can reject me. That's okay. And she never did. And she's still in my life to this day. So it it it, it was powerful to have God's love shown to me during the darkest time to help to negate those lies. But also, it's very important that to have people that not in the body of Christ that love you, but that point you to Jesus and a relationship with Jesus and his love and not themselves. Because yeah. that can keep someone in bondage, um, right. in, in a codependent thing, you know, mm-hmm. which I had been in as well. But just, you know, it's really about pointing people to Jesus. And we could talk for hours on what that looks like. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that partially answers another question that I had. Um, um, let's say somebody uh, is listening to this and they, um, you know, their spouse is dealing with mental illness or their child or somebody yeah. close to them. And uh, uh, what would you say to say to that? Because it could get very trying sometimes, you know. When- yes, and, and I would – I also want to say that, you know, there are times when we can have love and boundaries. If someone is hurting people, um, right. you know, it, it's – speak truth, but also, you know, I I had some of those in place for myself as well. 
at different times, but just it, I would say it's very important for the spouse to find a support group of people oh. that can guide guide the spouse in the right mm-hmm. direction because every case is different, but also just to um, just be there as a loving support system while they are the caretaker, basically. Um, and right. the caretakers need just as much love and support as the ones who are dealing with any kind of mental illness. And That's so I'm really grateful good. my husband had that through that the same church, the same uh, body of believers, and and it helped him and my children tremendously. Wow. That is, that is. You're, you're really giving a great example of the beauty of the church where when you have someone hurting and you're mature enough to open your arms and bring them in, it's a, it's a healing uh, thing that can happen in that environment. And when you're sort of on your own, um, you know, you can have healing on your own with the Lord too, obviously, but it's so yeah. much uh beautiful to have these um, believers just kind of embrace you, support you, kind of walk with you, but not not like you said in a con- uh, codependent way where you feel the yeah. burden that you've got to fix this person somehow. It's just that you have room for them in your life and, and, and you can help uh, in their journey, just even doing little things, you know, going to coffee or you know, um, just helping out where you feel led by the yeah, Lord. Yeah, and, and understanding goes those goes a long way. You know, there's um, as I as I mature in the Lord, I feel like I'm getting more understanding in people, and and you know, really, it so much of of human issues, mental illness, as well as just about everything else. Um, is is because of, of of pain, because of hurt, because yeah. of false identity, because of of mm-hmm. the wrong the, the wrong views of God. You know that that statistic that ninety nine percent of those yeah. with mental health issues believe that God hates them. Um, that you know, but He is so the opposite of yeah. that. You've given. You've given such hope, as, as, as we've been talking here today. You have given such—I feel like you've given such hope to people, and not just hope, but actually a reality mm-hmm. uh, of the of the power of of God, His grace, and His love mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah, and it's a beautiful story, and I I, I, mm-hmm. I, I hope uh, hope a lot of people can hear this. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's important. I think mental health is sort of a big topic right now, and. Yes. How you sort of put it into very clear terms that God does love you. He did not cause the sickness, and he yes. does provide healing, and that there is um, uh, a, a way to be on a journey healing, towards healing, where you, you listen and you, and you grow. Um, and, and you even said, I would say the same thing, I'm still growing, you know, I... I could say yes. it in a way like, well, I don't take medication anymore. I don't, I'm not in a psych ward at all, but I'm still growing. I'm still healing. Right. It, it's not like I immediately got healed and I never had a problem ever again in my life. It's just a, 
an ongoing, right. um, growing, maturing. Yeah, we're not maturing. talking about any kind of a perfection or making ourselves well or perfect in, in, in any way. It's a, it's, it's, it, it's a walk. Exactly. I, yeah. I actually do a YouTube every week on this Healing Journeys Today YouTube channel, and every week I pretty much talk about God's love. I mean, that's and, – and it's helping people, the response of just people, you know, get, just getting – and I always say, you know, everything that I share with you, I need to hear – and this is not about perfection, you know. And and I'll give some examples of things I believed that week that weren't in my weren't my true identity, but that you know God has grace and compassion and how He led me to the truth. It is not about perfection at all. Um, yeah. it, 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 give yeah. yourself grace in your journey. That's what I would tell. Everybody, give yourself grace in your journey. It's your journey. It's not anyone else's. It's your journey, and it's a beautiful journey with Jesus. It is, Amen. and it's it, and it's all it's part of our story. And uh, that's right. And sometimes we have our our moments. It doesn't <laughs> that doesn't define us. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good news? <laughs> right. Right. Nicole, this has been wonderful. Yes, thank you so much. You. So much. It was thank just, you. Uh, as Judy said, you, you have have spoken things so clearly. And I know it's uh, going to be a blessing to people. Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.